Hello and welcome along to Destination Tokyo, 10 minutes of daily chat on the Olympics and Paralympics with myself, Mark Shardlow, here Monday to Friday. And today it's welcome back to Alice Deering. Alice is sharing her journey with us as she aims to win her place for her debut Olympics for Team GB in marathon swimming. Now Alice isn't in Hungary for the ongoing European Championships, but she stayed at home preparing for the imminent Olympic qualification event. Hello, and how's it going, Alice? Hey, yeah, it's it's going well, thanks. Yeah, I'm just excited, like my training's ramping up. Um, I've got uni coursework, which I need to finish as well. So like, I feel like everything's happening at once, but um, I think that's the way life goes, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Uh, the, the other thing that's happening is that uh, from today, you can go into a pub or a cafe, you can go into someone else's house, you can hug someone. Are you a hugger? <laughs> I am, yeah. And like, it's just nice, like thinking you're able to hug friends and family and like, like not have to worry too much about hopefully like passing it on or anything like that, especially because of the vaccine and the testing. So um, it's really exciting to see the way that um, Britain's moved forward with controlling the virus and the fact that we can go out and eat in restaurants now without having to worry about taking a coat and two of the layers underneath. Uh, it's just really nice. <laughs> have you been out in Loughborough yet? I mean, a lot of people are braving the cold weather and sitting outside. Have you? Are you one of those? Do you miss that sort of cafe culture? Uh, it's funny. I would never be that person who'd sit outdoors. But I suppose like the desperation of wanting like a meal cooked for you in a restaurant um, like took over. So I've been out once in Birmingham and once in Loughborough, and um, both quite fortunate. The one in Loughborough. It did rain, but we were under canopies. And then the one in Birmingham, it drizzled as we sat down, but then was fine. So we were really fortunate. But um, yeah, I, I thought I'd go and give it a go. But yeah, now I'm just ready to be back inside. <laughs> yeah. And Birmingham is your family, I guess. So it must, must have been nice to see them. Yeah, definitely. Um, like being able to meet up in the garden with my um with my brothers and my mum was, was so nice and like getting to see everybody because it had been my birthday about three weeks ago three four weeks ago now so I'm um, really lucky that we were able to meet up for that meet outside and yeah just have a good catch up <laughs> and how have you coped um, mentally with all the restrictions that have been on you you know when we spoke in the past you talked about your sport especially being one where you need to adapt and you've done okay how do you feel when you reflect on the last four months especially um yeah it's it's one of those things where like i've been really fortunate that i've been able to keep swimming and um like had access to water because obviously that was taken away in the first lockdown and very fortunately i haven't been out of the water since like may last year so um i'm really grateful in that sense but i still feel like this lockdown has been hard and um i think it's the constant question marks over um like competitions for me um with the qualification race in japan being cancelled and then there was a bit of a delay before they confirmed where it would be next so it was a bit like Oh, just just please put it on somewhere <laughs> but um so yeah and then other things as well around I guess not seeing family and friends and um just the, the dark winter months are, are hard as they are without all of these restrictions in place on your life I suppose but then I at the same time I feel like I am really lucky like I have had 
a lot of normality in my life so I can't be I can't be complaining really to be honest but um it's yeah it's been like full of highs and lows and I'm quite happy that like the light is at the end of the tunnel now and um yeah and like with swimming pools being back open for the public and then um over 18 club swimmers can start club swimming again today which is just so great and like looking forward for sport to be back on track it's a great feeling isn't it actually that that normality and when we last spoke you were sort of I think you were self-isolating actually having someone on the plane back from Doha had, uh, had tested positive and you got through all of that and you were planning to go to Tokyo for the test event then that got called off so where are you now when it comes to qualification? Oh, that seems like so long ago that I was isolating for that, but it's only about like six weeks. But I, literally, I think time is weird at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, five weeks ago, I think. Yeah, it's honestly such a time warp. I feel like that was a different lifetime. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, the qualification race in Japan got cancelled. That was meant to be on the 29th of May, and um, so yeah, so that's that was just cancelled. It's been put on in Portugal for the 19th of June. And um, there's a lot of pros and cons to that, I suppose. Pro, obviously, don't have to travel as far to go for the race. Japan would have been very difficult for travel and jet lag. Um, but obviously the con is I really want to do this as soon as possible and hopefully qualify and just know just know what my future looks like, basically. Um, it's been a very long year of question marks whether I'm going to the Olympics. Like People will call me an Olympian and I'll be like, no, I want to be an Olympian. So, um, like, I, I really hope I can just get to a point where I don't have to correct them anymore. But, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the opportunity and um, training's really ramped up at the moment. So it's like all guns blazing for the next five weeks. And, I mean, that's not just you, but lots of other sports. You know, so I think especially athletes, you know, track and field, they often don't know their future. You know, you may be in Tokyo this summer. Hopefully you will be, but for track and field athletes, the same. I think their selection is like July, and it's a very different summer, isn't it? If you if you don't qualify, so it must be hard to plan. Yeah, definitely. Um, you obviously expect and hope for the best, but then you have to plan for the worst. And um, you know, I sat down with my coach, and um, we just, I guess, spoke about it. And I was like, honestly, I have no intentions of not qualifying. Like, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure I'm on that team and make sure I'm on the plane but you know like stuff happens and then you never know what happens especially with open water um it's so volatile and so unpredictable in a sense that um you never know but I actually like honestly I actually don't know what the plan would be if I didn't qualify I think I'd probably just take time out and then get back in in like August but um yeah right now it's just it like in our minds it's go qualify and then I'll have six weeks to prep for the games, which doesn't sound like a lot of time at all. But, um, you know, like, it, like thinking my season's about hopefully 11 weeks long right now for the rest of the season. It's just such a short amount of time. but um, And there's so much condensed in that that it's just going to be in a, a very exciting period. And um, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to just go and race. And how are you prepping now, ready for that qualification event? Are you are you outdoors yet? What are you doing? Um, yeah, no, I'm not actually um, doing any outdoor training. I think the local um, the local open water venue in Loughborough, it's, uh, it's called Six Hills. 
Um, I heard it was like nine degrees last oh. week. So oh, yeah, because it's been so cold, hasn't it? It's not yeah. like yeah, you forget like we've had a really rubbish April, haven't we? Yeah, like it just hasn't it hasn't really warmed up, and I'm not really. Um, I know some people be like, "Oh, that's fine. I'd go in that in a normal swimming suit." But even a wetsuit for me, that is uh, that would be like ten minutes in, and then I'd be like, "Okay, no, I've got to get out. I'm too cold." So it's kind of pointless at the moment, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but. Um, I don't know, maybe in the next few months, but then by the time the next few months rolls around, I'll hopefully be in Japan. So this is the, such the way it goes with open water swimming in Britain, especially for me. Um, once it warms up, I'm either not in the country or not training. So um, I very rarely swim open water in Britain, but um, I like to think everything that everything can be done in the pool. Obviously, you can't get the acclimatisation and like the feeling of swimming in open water. But um, training-wise and getting like good aerobic hit, hit out, um, making sure my speed is up to scratch, everything like that, I think the pool is best for that. So, um, yeah, my meters have gone up, the intensity has gone up, and, yeah, I'm quite tired right now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's one thing really perhaps you can't uh, replicate, and that to me when I watch your event is like those last 200 meters, 300 meters. Like you can get the stamina and everything, but I don't know how you could ever prepare for what comes at the very end of a race, especially when there are lots of you left in there with a chance of making a podium. How do you prepare for, for, for the finish? Yeah, that is, that is such a good point. And um, the best way to train for open water is to race it, honestly, is to get in and get races done, get the experience, because you'll learn something different from each race. And I'm still learning every time I get into a race now. But the yeah, the finish is... Um, it's always been one of my strong points, but um, it's, I guess it's just knowing that you've got speed and like you're tired, everybody else is tired and you have to remind yourself of that, that everybody else has swam um, 9.5k so far, everybody else is putting themselves on the line and you need to know that you can trust in yourself that you have the speed to come past people. So um, I definitely, I, I always like to think it's a mental game at that point. Um, and just trusting in your ability that, yeah, it's going to hurt, but you've got like four minutes of swimming left and you've done what, like an hour and 50 so far, like you can hang on and finish this race. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, look, uh, Alice, great to talk to you again. Um, I mean, yes, we can go out now and sit inside a cafe. Hopefully soon you'll be out in a warm water and uh, performing at your best. Um, all the best for the qualification event. Fingers crossed. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. That's GB marathon swimmer Alice Deering. And that's it for today's podcast. Tomorrow we'll be joined by Britain's badminton pair, Marcus Ellis and Lauren Smith, who have just about sealed their place for qualification for Tokyo this summer. That's tomorrow. Thanks for listening today. See you later. Bye-bye.